0: Thank you. because it's time for another episode of outwatch a survivor rewatch podcast thank you for joining us here in the middle of our Survivor season 33 millennials versus gen x rewatch every episode we recap react and rewatch old seasons of survivor an episode at a time and bring you the report of what went down and offer our own spin on everything that goes down. My name is Alex. I am, as always, your host, and I am joined by three of my friends who are experiencing these seasons of Survivor in depth for their very first times. Um, and so before we begin, why don't we introduce you to the rest of the cast? Uh, Adam, welcome to Outwatch so good to be here uh one of the things that happens in this episode is there's um a couple of well there's a reward and then there's also a sit-out incentive um at the immunity and both of which feature alcoholic beverages um and our friend will who as jeff is wont to remind you is 19 years old in high school and cannot drink is unable to partake in these alcoholic beverages if he um gets to a place where he would you know otherwise enjoy them and so emily had the great idea of of we should um try and concoct a mocktail a survivor mocktail for will Um, so adam if you were to um put put out a under 21 appropriate beverage for will uh what would go in that survivor mocktail
1: well, I mean, a party wants to go for uh, I, I mean, like a Roy Roger is a pretty classic mocktail with a cherry, grenadine, and coke. Of course. Um, just classic, but I don't feel like that's island appropriate. So I think instead of the cherry grenadine, we throw some coconut water in there.
0: Oh. Okay. It could be a, a Roy Roger from Survivor the Amazon. <laughs> remember that guy? Yeah, I remember Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his last name off the top of my head. We, we call it like Rupert Rogers or something oh, like that. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, uh, if you were to construct a Survivor Mocktail for our good friend Will, what would go in such a beverage?
2: Uh, so I have a lot of thoughts. I've really created a plan here. The name of the drink in true millennial fashion is called Exposed Brick Wall.
3: <laughs> Love it. And it's...
2: It's basically um, a Bloody Mary without the alcohol Uh um, because that provides a lot of nutrients and calories Mm. for Will that he needs.
1: Spicy tomato juice is what you're throwing
2: So gazpacho. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Will. (laughs) Here for you.
0: Will, for today's reward, you're playing for... Spicy tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> Worth playing but for.
2: But it's chilled and maybe but there's a tiny hamburger on top.
0: <laughs> not particularly, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yeah. else is playing for beer.
4: <laughs> That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> uh, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello. Hello. Uh, Scott, if you were to make a mocktail for Will, what would be in such a beverage?
5: So I'm not really that up on cocktails. I was thinking kind of along Adam's line, like a Bahama Mama kind of thing. Um, But you'd obviously have to take like something non-alcoholic. I'm not very up on these things, so I'll defer to the other two folks. (laughs)
0: You could sub the rum for like, uh, oh, I don't know. A fruit juice of some sort.
1: <laughs> I'd say just a yeah. just a mixture of a island of juice. fruit juice. Yeah, there you go. Guava,
0: perhaps, or just a soft Guava, drink. papaya. <laughs> yeah, you can or, or, or or
2: just a soda.
0: A Coca Cola, or just a soda. Too bad it's not sponsored by Coke this season.
1: I like how that's like a uh, an alternative to alcohol. Yeah, like I, I not not that like. Just soda is like so heavy compared to like a beer. Like, you think so? I would much rather eat or drink a bunch of carbs than drink a bunch of sugar. If I'm living
0: on an island, that's what I'm saying. That's wow. true, actually, from like a energy perspective. Um, I think that I would make him a grilled pineapple Rita. Uh, hold, oh. it, hold the tequila.
2: Very good. <laughs>
0: Classic Survivor beverage right there. Uh, So this episode of Millennials vs. Gen X that we're digging through is the seventh episode titled Still Throwing Punches, um, where one of the major players to this point is eliminated. We've got some hot, hot heat at Tribal Council where things really reach a boiling point. And so what do you say we take a trip down to tree mail and uh, make note of all of the major things that happened this episode? Let's go. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Loving it. Oh, where <laughs>
0: Uh, The beginning of this episode starts with Taylor continuing to scrounge food um, and thinking that his knowledge of Adam's advantage, which Adam shared with him recently, will keep Adam from spilling the beans on Taylor's secret. And then after tribal as well, Hannah approaches Jay after Jay um, was blindsided by Hannah Hannah saying, listen, I don't want to be a goat. And so I flipped. And next time, maybe we can work together if you can respect my game. At the reward challenge, we've got some hillbilly golf. The winners get to go to a resort with cheeseburgers and drinks. And the coalition of Brett, Chris, David, Ken, Sunday, and Taylor come out on top. Brett gets drunk at the reward, but Sunday starts to feel the tension of this former Gen X alliance, which has started to fracture a little bit. Back at camp, Adam approaches Jay, but really rubs him the wrong way. Um, In his attempt to smooth things over, which then further upsets Zeke and Hannah, who are already kind of iffy on working with Adam due to his wishy-washiness. Later, Sunday approaches Jay with a plan, and that plan is to take out Jessica since they're at odds with one another. At the immunity challenge, we've got the classic stand on a balance beam and balance a ball on something. In this case, it's a large bow. But with a twist of players can sit out for sandwiches and beer. Zeke and Will sit out. Will, of course, can't drink the beer. Jeff is very kind to remind him of that. And Ken wins immunity. Initially back at camp, the majority plan is to split the votes between Jay and Taylor. And Sunday, after previously thinking about voting out, Jess kind of kicks that plan down the road and saves it for a later date, potentially. Taylor shares his stash of food with Jay and tells him about Adam's advantage. But in return, Jay keeps his um, knowledge of his own idol a secret. At Tribal Council, uh, tempers flare, tension runs high, where Taylor tells everyone that Adam helped him steal the food, which is a lie, and then tells everyone about Adam's reward steal advantage, which is not a lie. Adam gets very flustered. Taylor and Jay try to um, get his name on the chopping block because of this information. But after all the dust settles, nobody plays idols. And Taylor is voted out um, from a successful split vote. Seven votes land on Taylor, four land on Jay. And with his dying breath, Taylor puts a, a revenge vote on Adam. And that's that. That's this episode. Um, Quite a lot goes down. And like I was saying before we recorded, it kind of feels like the end of um, some pretty major plot things that we've gotten to this point. The whole Taylor Adam relationship. Figtails was split up at least partially previously. Now the whole of Figtails is gone. It's kind of like we're playing a brand new game after this episode. So, Uh, With that being said, folks, which part of this episode was your favorite or the most noteworthy for one reason or another? Um, Scott, was there any particular part of this episode that really was important to you?
5: Um, A lot kind of happened. I was very, like, drawn into Adam's overall, like, social game, I guess. yeah. Um, just like how we managed that conversation in this episode. Um, all the way to like the deal with Taylor, everything. So I was kind of drawn into all that and how forward he was. Yes. Yeah,
0: definitely a a messy episode for Adam. Um, Adam, did you have a part of this episode that you were really entranced by?
1: Um, I... I really liked the 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 scrambling that was happening with um sunday i think we we yeah. saw her saw her take a moment to uh actually like start playing the game mm-hmm. which was really cool to see She doesn't ultimately follow through, which I think is a mistake on her part, but you know it is what it is. I hated tribal yeah i like it was just annoying like up until this point this season has some of the best tribals of any season that we've watched in my opinion mm-hmm. and this tribal in particular was just awful and so annoying and like spatty yeah i don't know i I hated that but that's like a super notable the most memorable thing for me so yeah
0: i remember watching this originally and feeling like actual like um oh like empathetic anxiety for Adam in this moment of like this dude, like these people are just saying things that are like flat out untrue of him. Right. And he's like having to on his feet, defend himself in some way. And like, well, yeah, like it would suck to be him in that spot.
1: Right. Right. Well, and then, like, the just the obvious things that, like, Jay's sitting here trying to take the moral high ground after admitting that he just sat and ate the food. Right. Like, he's pretending, like, oh, I would never do that. But he's also like, yeah, but I sat and ate all the food. So, what do you mean you never do that? You just admitted to it. So, it, it was just, it was like, dumb. Yeah. Was the worst part about it. Was it, it wasn't even like this clever takedown of someone's character, but it was just, Emily described it as boyish. It just looked like children.
2: Well, the whole time, I feel like Jay and Taylor are acting like high school boys. Yeah. Like throughout this whole season. And then I felt like during this tribal council, um, they were acting like it was like watching politics, particularly Mm -hmm. when they exaggerate politics on Parks and Rec, where I don't know (laughs) if anyone watches that show, but it's like a town and people are mad about something and then someone says something ridiculous and then they all are just like, yeah, what he said or what she said. And then it's not even true, but they can't even get back to the the truth. And I think that happens in real politics too, but I just, it felt like watching, I don't know, like smear campaigns on Survivor. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And like what Adam said, Jay was like, oh, how could you? And like, he ate the food too. Like, what are you even talking about? It was just very frustrating to watch.
0: Yeah, there were lots of, it was very like bully-y, yeah. you know, which, yeah, sucks.
1: Well, and it's not like, we, we see in this episode, we, we talked about a last episode, the the way Adam plays the game is very chaotic, mm-hmm. but not in a Tony chaotic kind of way. It's just like, he's always looking for the most optimal move and that's going to cause problems people trusting you mm-hmm. and we really saw that in this moment where people are just like I don't want to work with him but I got to work with him right now right so like and I agree with that so you saw like Taylor and Jay ganging up on Adam but also like I'm looking at Adam like Adam's not very good at this game either so I don't like care <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I don't know yeah yeah I
0: I don't know It it's like tough to watch for me <laughs> I don't know if that like um brings up some element of my own experience of feeling like <laughs> bullied and unable to defend myself or whatever but it's like I don't know. Tough.
2: Yeah and that's that's the thing too like you were you were saying Adam that you don't really think Adam's a great player so weird but <laughs> let's talk about all these Adams. Um because
1: the Adam on this podcast would be a great sure, player. Sure, 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 sure.
2: <laughs> so I was going to say though <laughs> um Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think Survivor Adam should be called like he totally could be called out for some of his actions. And he kind of was in this last episode, not this one, but the one before where he was about to like blow it on the vote. Yeah. So, yeah, like he could definitely be given a talking to. But it's it's disappointing to watch this happen where he really didn't do any of this stuff. And that's what he's being
4: called out for. Like, that's just
2: crazy.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, Emily, were there other parts that have gone unmentioned so far this episode that are really worth highlighting here at the top?
2: Um, yeah, like, you know, didn't love Tribal. I really was proud of Hannah. Yeah. Um, and I think she really had a good yeah. moment where she was like, I'm finally playing this game and like, I'm in it and I'm making choices. And, you know, now I get to be a part of this really, which was very exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I liked the um, immunity challenge because I totally called that Ken was going to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Taylor could win this because he's a snowboard instructor. But I think Ken has that Ken Zen is what we've started calling Ken it. Zen. <laughs> yeah, because um, they had a shot of him and he just had his eyes closed and his head down as he was standing on that plank. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, he could stand there for hours. So I was excited that he won.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is another good... Just, you know, classic Survivor Challenge. There's, like, a number of iterations of it, right? Where they're, like, holding different things or whatever. But the premise remains. And it's entertaining almost every time.
4: hmm
0: Okay, well, let's go ahead and, and uh, camp in, camp down, camp out. Camp out, that's the right... Um, uh, whatever those sort of words are. That come, you know, on in from what are those prepositions.
2: I think so, but yeah. I don't want to commit to that on a podcast. <laughs> Let's camp right.
0: out on some of these uh, <laughs> uh, higher <laughs> priority moments from this episode. Um, I thought it was interesting. We've talked a lot on this podcast because almost every episode of Survivor starts with these. The like post tribal scenes, right, where it's like somebody damage controlling or someone gloating or whatever. Um, And there's like a few versions of the post-tribal scene that we see this episode. And I wondered um, who y'all thought played these post-tribal scenes the best, right? We've got uh, Adam and Taylor having their conversation on the beach, which is, you know, debatable if either of them did anything well there. There's Hannah and Jay having their conversation that we spoke of earlier. Um, Yeah, Adam, was there anybody who impressed you in these post-tribal scenes?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Hannah, we already talked about it, did an amazing job. She came in and she was like, you know what? I'm playing my game. You kept me out of one. I kept you out of one. Like we can be friendly and work together going forward, but just know that I'm playing this game too. Um, and I thought like, yeah, I thought that was great. And, and, you know, like Emily already said it, like it was really good to see her, uh, you know, talking, the camera and everything and saying I'm finally playing this game like yeah. I'm finally playing my game and that was it was really cool to see that moment because um, up until this point it's not like Hannah's been like dragged along mm-hmm. different things but she has been really dependent on other people sort of making the moves I guess
2: yeah well and they've painted her multiple times in this light of you know don't tell Hannah she'll freak out yeah yeah, yeah. or she's at tribal and something happens and you watch her face and she's like um tangibly having a reaction like right. mm-hmm. she's just her mouth is open she's like oh my gosh like what is happening you know Yeah. and so I think up until this point I know that she's I mean she's a good player but
1: she's been edited what, to look Yeah, fragile. from what we've
2: seen from her it would yeah. feel like sh- you know she is just too nervous right yeah
0: yeah, that
2: yeah, changes. yeah.
0: F- fragile or like um, too like emotional not in like the sense of like making decisions with her heart. Right. But like sporadic or, you know what I mean? In that Mm -hmm. sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People are worried that what she'll do if given certain information. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. So it was, yeah, it was really, it was good to see her one to make the move that she wanted to make. And then two, to turn around and talk to Jay about it. And like this very, like, yeah, I made the move you made your move without telling me and we're going to keep playing this game together. Like that's, you know, so it was just, it was really good to see that. Um, yeah, we, we saw her it, cause it, it, I think too often we see, I, I don't know if too often is the right word, but I, I think we see people who they'll make a big move and then there's like, I mean, there's, you know, nine more people you got to get out of this game. Yeah. So it's like, it's not the end. Making one big move is not the end of the game. It's you're, you're continuously playing. You're still playing this game. Yeah. Um, you got through one, it's on to the next one. And Hannah really had that mentality of like, we got one win down. We're looking forward to the next one. Um, which was really good. It was really cool to see that, Mm -hmm. uh, just this different side of her. Um, so yeah, uh, the Adam and Taylor moment, I, I still don't understand like, i i I just don't understand Adam's game here like at yeah. all yeah it it's just so it, nonsensical um i just i don't understand what his like whole thing with Taylor is like I get the whole it, it, if he had just gone to him and been like, yeah like you came for me, I figured out a way out,
2: that's yeah, that's the
1: end of it, I think that's fine, but it's like Adam has to like kind of, any he kind of has to rub it in his face. And in fairness, like Jay came up to him after Tribal and was like, "Have fun at the bottom of Gen X." Yeah, which is like the most ironic thing because if he had stuck with Jay's alliance, he would have been voted out. So like, right? Um, where's the logic in that? Jay, another way, and with Jay's doesn't see this game as a group of people, but as like something that's revolving around him. <laughs> but uh, um, you didn't say like Adams. Right or anything like that but uh but yeah I don't know I just I don't understand what's going on with Adam Taylor yeah <laughs> it all. is
0: it is super weird and like a thing that I remember also struggling with is like why does he keep coming back to this well when it's clearly not giving water to continue right. the metaphor right but he just right. want he wants to work with Taylor so badly for one reason or another Um yeah it could just even be like a personal thing right of like not wanting people to not like him or something, right? And like feeling like he has to damage control when somebody doesn't like him. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, I think Jay really did a solid job in this conversation with Hannah too. Hannah definitely like is the standout of this, but like um, the way too that Jay was like, yeah, kudos, like good job, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Played it really well instead of being like bitter or dismissive. He was like, Yep, you got me. You are like mm-hmm. somebody who's worthy of respect. Um, where well, you could have easily seen that going another way, too. Any other thoughts on those scenes? So let's move on to the reward. One of the interesting things that happens here is that, um, a couple of the players are. Basically, team captains, and get to pick their teams. Um, notably, Hannah is one of them, and uh, we get a little confessional afterwards saying that namely, she picked Jay um and will as strategic choices rather than like performance ones to win the immunity or the the reward. Now, I, I don't know. those are two pretty physically imposing players, so they're probably not she's not losing much by choosing them. but I wondered what y'all thought about this idea, right? Of Hannah choosing a couple people for her team for like long term strategic benefits um, to potentially have the chance to like spend time with them at this reward where there are fewer numbers rather than just picking the best team to like win the challenge, right? Um, Emily, did you have any thoughts on this concept as it happened?
2: Um, I actually missed the part where she said that she did that on purpose, but I think that's interesting, especially knowing that she's coming off of a vote where she blindsided Jay and, Mm -hmm. you know, they've talked about it, but I think to still have a show of trust in a subtle way like that makes sense. Um, And I think being able, I mean, they did not win at all, No. but (laughs) if they had won, that would have been a really great opportunity to like, just have a reward and like eat delicious food together and then, you know, talk strategy if it came up, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's an interesting place to draw people in.
1: Yeah. Scott. Well, do- I was going to say, I mean, like you get the opportunity to talk to this, that person, regardless of whether they go on reward True. or not. True.
2: Just one's more fun than the other. Yeah. One's more like, we're a team, rather than like, we're losers together. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Scott, did you have thoughts on this strategic decision? Um,
5: Yeah, I mean, kind of the whole episode is kind of like as a mini theme is like Hannah's like decided she can be like an active participant in the game. Uh So for like her to this point, I feel like she's kind of like, I don't want to say she's been like a floater, but... She hasn't done enough to like fully i feel like ingrain herself in any one alliance mm-hmm. so for her, it might make sense to like if she feels she can make a good move with Jay and will it might like I could see where she could maybe join those two on the bottom and kind of flip the game, so to speak, if she really wants to jump in and kind of make a power play so I could yeah. see it. I'd also miss that part where she said that, but
0: yeah, another thing for Hannah worth noting mm-hmm. is that. After Michelle was voted out, she is now the only remaining millennial woman um, left in the game, which I don't know, like probably is a hard rock to climb out from under. Right. Um, When we like talk about the breakdown of this merge group in general, it's uh, like, oh, who are the only the only women left in the game are Jessica, Sunday and Hannah. Yeah. And Michelle got voted out on the merge. Yeah, yeah. at the merge episode, right? So it's a very male-heavy and exclusively white uh group of people which sucks. Um but for like uh, yeah, unfortunately there are like aren't people of color that would have an uphill climb if they were in this um situation, but um for the women that are left in the game, it's like man, like that's has to also be a really tough thing. Right. And especially even like this episode, when you see um, Sunday and Jessica early Sunday, expressing a desire to vote out Jessica, one of the only few remaining women left too. It's like um, one of those things that yeah, is subtext that you kind of have to look for, but that's like another thing that yeah, makes it like harder for those players. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that
1: Especially in this case, I mean, there's because there's 12 people at the beginning of this episode, 11 people.
0: Uh, Taylor would have been the 12th. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so there's, there's 12, 12 people, people being in the beginning. this episode. Yeah. Three
1: of them are women and then nine men, which, like, it's one. I, I feel like it's one thing if it's close to even with a majority in favor of men. But in this case, you're dealing with like, it's entirely like the male culture of the camp. And then Mm -hmm. the women are just kind of there.
0: Yeah. Until this episode, the only man that was voted out was Paul. Jeez. Every other person. It was like a woman every other
5: morons. Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts. It's like this is, I think, to my knowledge, the most like lopsided in Survivor that this has gotten.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you, because I know we talked a lot about it felt like or it was true that the the players of color were voted out first. Yeah. But I wasn't even thinking about how everybody went home except for Paul was a woman until yep. this episode. And Adam pointed that out, I think, right as or right after um, Sunday was talking about wanting to get rid of Jessica. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Yeah.
5: Yeah, of the first. This is kind of like what.
3: uh, You're good, Scott.
5: Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say this is kind of like what the men on Survivor Amazon would have wanted to have happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's true.
0: Yeah, of the first seven players voted out, um, five of them were women of color. The only two that weren't were Paul and Figgy. But uh, it, then it was it was Rachel, Mari, Lucy, CC, and Michaela, were the other like five.
2: Jeez. Yeah,
0: so that sucks. That's, yeah, that's super <laughs> yeah it really sucks. It's also like of note. I don't know, like just the way that casting worked out this season, right? It's like all of the people of color in the season were women. Um, all the men are white. Anyway, well, just interesting.
2: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because this is supposed to be millennials versus Gen X, and I think we're seeing a yeah. lot of other discrepancies. I don't feel like mm-hmm. that's really a theme that's been carried out, but sure. it's like
0: sure, It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. I wish that it was different.
3: Um,
0: so the next thing, oh, let's talk about uh, Brett getting drunk at the reward. This is fun. uh i love the drunk moments um on survivor brett uh continuing to ask for more and more drinks is a is a pretty good one it's a pretty tame one um i was trying to think of all the the other drunk moments that we've seen the like biggest one that i can recall is like johnny fairplay getting toasted and going to (laughs) tribal council are you toasted right now
4: are you toasted right now you remember that
0: <laughs> I remember that I totally forgot that was a thing uh, were there other ones that you guys can remember that was the biggest one that came to mind
1: uh, Pearl Islands was like the biggest one
3: Um, I'm trying to remember if anything happened in Amazon there was like when they got the the cores Light or whatever oh yeah yeah. Uh. Yeah. Didn't we see someone like
2: puking? Wasn't it <gasps> that sweet principal man?
0: Oh,
2: Butch. Oh yeah, Butch. Yeah. Butch,
3: you're
4: yeah, right.
0: are right. right. Butch does get wasted pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was good.
3: I think there's more this season. I can't remember if that's it or not.
0: I think there's some fun rewards upcoming, or I could be wrong. All I do know is that, like, uh, Brett, like, is notorious for going to, like, Survivor events and, like, getting drunk. Wow. But, like, in a fun way, you know?
4: I would
2: say
0: he seems like a fun
1: guy. Like, he's not, he doesn't seem like someone who's just getting, like schwaisty and doing awful things. Yeah. He seems like someone who's just kind of having a good time. Yeah,
0: just lets loose a little bit. Um, I think another strategy gameplay thing to break down this episode is like the swing that Adam has written um, and that early on in this season he um, was judged by y'all as a potential winner candidate and somebody who had a really good shot and then these last couple episodes have uh, admittedly been pretty rough for him. Um, I wonder where um, y'all's perception of Adam at this point in the game is after this kind of up and down game. Um, Adam, he's on your tribe. So what what do you make of um, Adam's performance at this point?
1: I think I think it was four or five episodes ago. It could be sooner than that. After he voted out Figgy, I made the statement that this is the reason why Adam wins Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) I regret that
4: statement now. (laughs) (laughs) I just,
1: I can see Adam making it to the final because someone realizes that no one's going to vote for him. Mm. And I think that's really his best best bet to make it to the final. Um,
3: No one likes working with him. Yeah. It,
1: like people are only doing it because they have to. And as soon as they can, they're going to get rid of them. It's just, it's not a good position to be in. And there's no, I don't know. He, he can stay in the game a while because he had, he has an idol, doesn't he? he um, does, yeah. So he could stay in the game a while. If he plays the idol correctly, if he just a couple of uh tribals go his way, I just, I don't know. He's just such an untrustworthy player and it's hard to play this game with someone like that
0: yeah that's like the narrative we've gotten from like zeke particularly the last couple episodes right is there's been like yeah kind of really zeke's only confessionals have been like i don't trust adam i'm working with him now but i don't trust him right
1: yeah he he told jay i think
3: that he's like if i didn't have to work with adam i wouldn't like
0: Yeah, Emily, Did what do you think about Adam at this point in the game? Again, as like a topic of frequent conversation to this point.
2: I stand by whatever I said a couple episodes ago, I think it was. But I was saying, I just think Adam is his own worst enemy. And I think,
4: mm.
2: I mean, it could be another thing going on. But it to me, it just looks like he is just overthinking everything. He just is so concerned about making everyone happy and doing the right thing and making sure people are like not mad at him and being strategic that he like gets in his own way all the time. Mm-hmm. And he just can't sit back and just trust anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He can't settle.
2: No. And I, I feel like there have been a couple of times, like when he was talking to Jay and he was just like, yeah, you're at the bottom. Like that was yeah. just so tone deaf. So I, I don't know, maybe he's just very blunt, too. Yeah. But for the most part, every time I see him doing something, I'm just like, you just need to take a beat and just trust the process. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, well, and his, his thing with Jay, I think, was in part because Jay had, like, done the, you know, have fun at the bottom of Gen X thing after Tribal. And so mm-hmm. I think it was like retaliatory in nature and that's not a good way to play this game. No. Right. Oh.
5: Yeah, he like took his, he was like in a really good position and he somehow managed to like take himself out of that onto the bubble. Yeah. And just by like keeping his mouth open. He right? to like shut up.
0: Yeah, like he really needs to slide under the radar somehow now, right? Like just go along for the ride for a few votes and Get people to, you know, trust that he's not gonna blow everything up. Um so Zeke and Will are the two people that do not participate in immunity and instead sit out for grilled cheese sandwiches and beer, or in Will's case, soft drinks. Um, what did y'all make of the sit-out choice? I think like I'm trying to remember, there was of course the notorious like chocolate and peanut butter sit out but that was more members of large,
3: and friends at the end.
0: that was an enticement um off of the challenge rather than a sit out for the food thing um what, what did you make of this decision to sit out for both Zeke and Will um Scott what did you think
5: I was lowkey okay with it once they like um, explain, like, I think Will said, like, there's no way I'm going to win this thing, so I might as well eat. Mm-hmm. Like, after that, I was like, at first I was skeptical, but then after that, I'm like, I could see it. Like, if you feel like you have it, like, if you have no chance of winning, you might as well eat. Um, I saw it more for Zeke than Will, though. I feel like Will would have probably wanted to play, given his standing in the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it, you can, like, dissect each of these individuals on their own right of like whether this was um a good idea or not um yeah Adam did you have any reactions to these two sitting out
1: I I think I agree with Scott like my initial reaction is it's probably not the best move to sit out a challenge um for fear of someone getting annoyed that you're not trying very hard or whatever yeah uh but also like and, and that's like in part the way Jeff frames sitting out, where he's like, "If you feel so comfortable, right, you can sit out and enjoy all this. When the fact of the matter is, like you could look at that challenge and look at, I mean, Ken and Taylor and Jay and be like, "I'm not winning this. right? i I know I wouldn't win that challenge, right. Like that's just something I know. I might as well sit out, right? Like yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tricky that's a tricky tightrope to walk. I I don't know that there's like, I, I think it depends on your, uh, how you are with your other tribes members. Like if your other tribes people are like, I mean, even if like if David had set out and David was just like, yeah, I wasn't going to win that. Like I knew I wasn't going to win that. Yeah. So I figured I would just eat. Um, especially having not gone on a check on the reward, uh, Or David did go on the reward, I guess. Maybe that's not the best example. But like, you know, especially if you didn't just go on a reward, I feel like you could easily swing that into like your tribes are just like, yeah, no, I I get that. Like, that makes sense to me. It just Mm -hmm. depends on your relationship with the rest of your tribe. Yeah. Who you can trust.
0: Yeah. You like always will have to fight that perception, right? Even if you are truly making it from the perspective of like, dude, I am never going to win this challenge. And I just would rather lose and eat uh, grilled cheese than lose and not. Uh, You're always going to face people being like, why didn't you choose to participate? Why do you think that you're so safe? Or if you're a part of like an alliance that needs to make sure somebody else doesn't win, it's like, why didn't you help us win this? Um, Yeah, it's really like choosing your spot there and weighing,
5: you know, all that out. Mm -hmm. And Uh, I feel like, like when you're on Survivor, you're supposed to like... Like, you're supposed to like want to kill yourself. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're supposed to choose the hardest route. You're not supposed to like take no shortcuts and stuff. Unless you're a millennial. Of course. (laughs) And that's just how they were raised,
0: you know? Yeah. People in the Gen X generation, you know, they just were raised differently. That's not how any of them would act.
1: Technically, the people who participated in this challenge didn't get a trophy, though. You only got a trophy by not participating
0: in the challenge. Oh,
1: so a lack of
0: participation trophy. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's even worse than what <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't show up. Here's your trophy.
1: It's like if you show up to soccer and they gave trophy to everyone in the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So there's a number of plays here that kind of happened rapid fire before um, uh, tribal that I'd like to talk through and kind of get your takes on some of these decisions that were made, um, namely Sunday not um, pulling the trigger on voting out Jess, or at least trying to pull a coalition together to do so. Um, Taylor sharing that information with Jay and then Jay holding on to the idol, the information about it and also not. Not playing it. Um, Yeah, Emily, were any of these moves, uh, did they stick out to you one way or the other?
2: Um, I thought it was interesting watching Sunday from what we could see. It just kind of felt like she was just giving up. Like, I feel like if you really have a play that you want to make, you just got to like move and shake and people will join you. That tends to be how things have worked out on this season, at least but she was like, yeah, we're going to get Jessica out. Like, let's do this. And then it, someone was just like, man, nah. she's like, all right. <laughs> That's kind of the way it came across. And yeah, then they, you know, very dramatically show her in the hammock and she's like, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of like, I mean, I didn't really know what was going to happen in the, um, tri- in tribal council, but mm-hmm. I kind of figured her plan probably had definitely fallen through. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we can talk about Sunday not trying to really put a move on Jess here for a minute. I think that, yeah, it was like interesting that it was brought up and then that it went nowhere at all. Right. And that all it took was them convening for the plan for Sunday to say, well, I guess that's not the plan mm-hmm. to kind of leave it alone. I wonder if and there's huh.
2: something to sorry. No, there's something good. to say about like, you know, she doesn't want to push for it and yeah. like make people question things and you know, if this isn't really the right time to strike per se, but yeah. you know
4: still a lot the way it came left. across
2: was just kind like <laughs> well
4: I and this is the thing
1: that kind of gets me about it, because she knows at that point that they're um that they're splitting the vote for three.
4: Mm, yeah
3: which means that she needs to come up with five people in
1: order to get out Jess. Like that's all she needs at that point. So she has her Jay and will that's three. And then you seem to find two more. And that's an interesting like question because as much as people might want to get rid of Taylor or Jay or will, there has to be some millennials looking at that Gen X alliance that they've partnered themselves with and going, you know, like they outnumber us a lot. You know, you could, Adam is so wishy-washy. It feels almost like you could get him on your side there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could talk to Hannah. You could talk to Zeke and be like, Hey, like, you know, this is where what we're looking at. Like, this is a moment where we can like start picking off some Gen Xers. Do you want in on this? It just, it seemed to me like as proactive as Sunday seemed in that moment, she was basically just stopped by someone telling her that that's not what they're going to do. And I don't know, I don't think that's like a winner's move necessarily, but also not to say like she
4: can't win because of
1: that, you know, like I think if you really think this is the best move for you, you figure out a way to make it happen.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think she quit because after they like convened, I think they called Jessica over, didn't they? Um, yeah, to make that plan. Yeah, she so was I feel like maybe to play like devil's advocate. Maybe after that, she's like, obviously, she can't say, let's get Jessica out when Jessica's there. Well, but um, she so maybe she just was happy to go along with it at that point. Right. Well, she
1: walked off with Brett after they did the split the vote thing. And she was like, yeah. I really want to go after Jess. And Brett was kind of like, man, nah, not this time. And that was the end of it. Yeah. And, and yeah, so it was, was like, like well, next time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, like a, I, I don't think that this is like the absolute wrong move for her. I just think that. I think that it's possible to make this move happen if she really wanted it to happen. And it's a thing to point to if you make it to the final and say like, what did you even do in this game? It's like, I frustrated this, right? Like the entire block was going this way. I wanted Jess out of the game because I felt like she was a threat to me more so than anyone else here. So I took her out. And, and you know, I, I feel like that's a good thing to have under your belt in that
0: moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Your little survivor resume. Yeah. You go. Your
0: survivor, your, your, yeah. your survivor CV, if you will. Um, <laughs> You You know, you can only hope to have a CV by the end of the game. (laughs) Few players get to the end with a whole CV (laughs) of moves. Um, But, you know, it it
1: also like I don't think that it's actually wrong for her to wait. It's just the number of people that are desperate enough to work with her is only going to diminish. So. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you brought up a good point, or maybe Emily did about the Oh with
1: Taylor too. Sunday, Taylor, Jay, Will. That's four. You need one person. Yeah. With it being Brett. If you could convince Brett, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, like, I wonder if this would be hard because there's normally when you pull a swing like this, there's a equal, a close to equal like split, right? But instead in this case, it's like everybody except for Taylor and Will and Jay. So it's like 9v3, right? And so like right. normally you can be like, hey, let me like get these other people that would be in danger to work with me. But in this case, that's only three people. But you're right. If there's a split vote, that really you know yeah. lowers the barrier right. big time. And that's like if it had
1: been like the entire voting block is like, all right, all nine of us are going to vote for this person. It's probably not worth trying to make that fight. But as soon as you find out that you only need five to beat the split, right? I don't know. That's like, I feel like that's a a hard thing to walk away from at this point in the game. Mm -hmm.
0: There were seven total votes for Taylor, but that includes, um, I guess Jay Jay voted for Taylor will voted for Jay. So it was going to be, it was like a six, three split on their own accord. I don't know. I guess accounting for if all three of them voted for somebody else, then it would force the tie and the revote. If somebody had an idol anyway. Yeah, maybe that could be part of it, too, right? If she knew that they actually needed seven votes. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This is just such an interesting like. This is such an interesting opportunity that Sunday could have taken and chose not to. Mm -hmm. And like whether that's good or bad, we won't know. But in this moment right now, it feels to me like it's a bad move on her part. It feels like if that's really the way she wanted to go, she should have gone for it. Sure.
0: Uh, let's talk about the, we talked already about like the actual blow up at tribal where, you know, Taylor is accusing Adam of stealing food. He lets the cat out of the bag about his reward steal. He, you know, astutely brings up like he could use this to steal your loved one's visit. Right. Um, which certainly has the potential to hit a nerve with people. Um, I want to talk about the potential of like the aftermath or the fallout of this, right? Does this have a chance to make a large swing one way or the other for someone like, Oh, namely Jay or Adam who are at the forefront of this, but you know, are still in the game. Um, Yeah. This whole thing that goes down at tribal doesn't really affect this vote much. It doesn't seem to change anybody's mind for this particular vote, but do you think that that's going to change things going forward in the game for either of those two who received votes but didn't go home tonight? Um, Yeah, Emily, what do you think about how this may affect Jay or Adam going forward?
2: Um, I think that's a good question. I'm interested to see what Jay will do. I honestly don't know what he's going to do. I optimistically hope that Adam will learn from this. Yeah. And be smarter in his like alliance building and just the way he interacts with people. Um, but I don't think he's garnered any sympathy.
0: Yeah. That, it did feel that way, right? <laughs> people weren't like defending Adam or like no. sympathizing with him. They were kind of like, well, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I think Adam also played it a little wrong when that was revealed.
4: Cuz I, I think the,
1: the thing about the thing about this reward steal is it doesn't do you any good in that moment. Like you get to visit your loved one everyone on the tribe hates you. Right. That's what happens there. And so Adam's like response when Taylor says this is yeah, he's right. I have it. I never would have played it though because like you all would have hated me. Sure. Like, I know that. I'm aware enough of that that if I actually played this like advantage, there's no way for me to dig myself out of that hole. Mm. Like that's the only thing you have to say right there, because then the rest of the tribe is like, "Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, if he does actually play it, then like he's gone." Yeah. And 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 instead, he's sitting here like, you know, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big. Of a, like he's defending the actual use of the reward instead of saying like, "No, I'm aware of what this would do." That's why I'm never going to use it and why it didn't matter.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, he could have played that off.
1: And then you can never play it, but I mean, you know, it's.
2: At least you're in the game. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see how that advantage comes up going forward now that everybody knows he has it, right? Like, what's Adam's plan of salvaging this? Does he just like (laughs) throw it in the ocean? (laughs) Or does he. You you nail it to
1: a tree around camp. And you say, like, I'm not touching this. If anyone wants it, it's there. Yeah. And then in the dead of night, you steal it and you blame someone else for it.
0: That would be a very Adam Klein Ooh. move.
1: <laughs> and you bury it with the canned food. <laughs> peaches and
5: See, Taylor took it. Taylor took it before he yes. left.
2: <laughs> Taylor ate it.
5: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to believe me. He's so good at canning.
2: he's pretty good with mason jars
0: (laughs) what about for jay because jay doesn't get off scot-free here either he kind of throws taylor under the bus it's revealed that he also in you know indulged in the stolen food um is is this burying him deeper do you think that he has a chance to climb out from under it or is it good for him because it gets you know attention on someone else too
5: I think he's already at the bottom, and I, I don't, I don't, for, I don't think it does him any favors. Like, mm-hmm. like any hope you have of like digging your way out of that, just kind of like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, but you ate the food, right?" That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I see it, at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. People also see Jay as really conniving. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't think that there's a lot. W- once people have this perception of you, then anything you do is going to come across as like playing an angle in some way yeah and it's just really hard to earn your way out of that thought of you yeah so i i think for jay it's pretty much like i, I don't think it's going to yield too much like i don't think a ton of people were like lining up to really trust him anyway i i think that like it's going to hurt adam and it makes it you know sort of an interesting conversation that jay can have like about getting rid of adam before we get rid of jay but you
0: know? Yeah. I think that's a pretty general rule of survivor, right? That like first impressions stick pretty hard. And once you're perceived as by the group as a certain way, it's tough to change the way that you're perceived, even like up to the point of the end. Right. Like, I think that we saw that with like Matt last season that we will not. Yeah. Did we watch Amazon last season? It was but like yeah. Matthew, right? Like from the beginning is seen as this like weird guy, <laughs> awkward dude. And maybe he like evolves beyond that. Right. But he gets to the finals and loses because he's mm-hmm. still perceived that way. Um, and so ultimately, yeah, Taylor's voted out here. Taylor, though, we much, he's much maligned in his skill at survivor. Uh, like it or not has been the centerpiece of a lot of the story that we've seen so far, right. Between the drama between him and Adam, the relationship with him and Figgy. Um, and all that. And so we lose one of the stars, at least in airtime (laughs) to this (laughs) point. Um, Adam, you lose Taylor making though. You have the lead in points. You're the first tribe to be down three members. Um, Yep. Why don't you, we didn't do this at the top. So why don't you give us your eulogy to Taylor's survivor game?
4: Well,
1: Taylor, uh, Taylor was on Survivor to have a good time just from the get-go. Found himself a nice woman.
0: Yeah.
1: Got himself into a relationship real quick that he uh, somehow managed to keep for a really long portion of the game. And uh, then he got voted out because he's kind of (laughs) dumb. Not very good at Survivor.
0: Can I read you um, Hmm. his final words, like his post-vote-out confessional?
1: Please do. (laughs) My yeah.
0: survivor adventure has been quite epic. I came out here, you know, running through the night and sneaking food. I lived through a hurricane. I made a I made a great new friend. His name is Jay. I got a girlfriend, and hopefully, we're gonna buy a sailboat and go have some adventures together. So I'm pretty <laughs> stoked about that. Uh,
4: <laughs> My favorite that's part very of this,
0: its very on brand. My favorite part of this is. I made a great new friend. His name His is name Jay. Jay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, oh no! It's like reading a journal entry. Yeah,
0: dear diary, but my it's, like, it's like, adventure has been quite from, epic.
2: From a little kid,
0: <laughs> I
1: was gonna say it's like it's like your first grader comes home yeah. from you know uh-huh. first grade, and you're like, how was school today? And you're just like, <laughs> it was epic. I made a new friend same was jay I got I have a girlfriend, a girlfriend we're now buy a are gonna buy a sailboat, buy a
5: sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just a bunch of misspelled words in the journal
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm I'm pretty stoked mom
1: <laughs> pretty pretty stoked for this Mom. um and like in all honesty, I, I think him. in the real world, Taylor's probably a relatively nice guy,
4: yeah, yeah. No, Hope so no
1: no no real shade to Taylor, just uh. Not a great Survivor player. Yeah, just blame you know the what?
0: Edit. He got a bad edit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah.
1: It's all the edits fault.
0: So now, Adam, to speak of your um, outlaw uh, survivor, survivor fantasy, fantasy survivor. That's what we're going <laughs> you for. You want to
1: know what my survivor
0: fantasy <laughs> is. What's your survivor fantasy? Uh, <laughs> This episode, you, um, you know, pull a healthy amount of points, though you don't pull the most. But now you are one full tribe member down from everyone else going forward. Um, Taylor wasn't necessarily your strongest scorer. In fact, he only netted you somehow 25 points. That can't be right. My, my numbers are wrong. I need to fix that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about him or about your tribe now? That's the lowest
1: earning player still in the game at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I my
0: I like added new columns for the double episodes and it made my math calculations wrong. So I was gonna say
1: like how is that even possible? It's not. I I think he still is the lowest though. Like it's (laughs) Anyway. Um I mean I feel okay. I I don't know. Adam's one of those players I could absolutely see him making it really far in the game still, just because Random things happen, and, you know, and he just makes it far. I I don't foresee him winning the game anymore. David is a really interesting player. He's really like settled down into mm-hmm. the game.
0: Yeah, he's almost um, like disappeared.
1: Yeah, and, and like is still like pretty like astute. Like he's aware of what's happening in the game. Like he'll talk to Zeke. he will be like, so what's up with Adam? Like talking about this or you know, our Hannah or whoever. Like he's he's aware, but he's not like this. Manic person playing the game anymore, which I feel like is a really good, like it's a good place for him to be. Yeah, um, I think Chris also has the potential to be like a really big breakout player in post-merge Survivor. Interesting. So, um, I yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about who I have. I'm not confident I have the winner, but also like the way this season of Survivor is going, like, it's really anybody's game. So.
0: Yeah. Well, with that, let's go ahead and move fully into our fantasy portion, unless there's anything else from this episode that you uh, want to touch on that we've missed.
2: Let's move it.
0: Let's do it. Um, all right. So this episode, episode nine. Um, is that right?
2: Is it? Yeah.
0: This was the ninth episode wild times. Did I say seven earlier? I feel like I did. It's the ninth episode. Listeners apologize for my mistakes if I made them. Uh, so this episode we had a immunity win from Ken. So that's a whole 10 points for him. We had a whole slew of folks take in five points for winning their award, which I won't recount at this point. Um, And then a few of you were burned because of the split vote, meaning you had some people who had the right idea, but just as luck would have it, put their split vote on the wrong person. Unfortunately, we cannot judge intent. We can only judge who voted for who. So (laughs) the following players voted correctly this episode. Adam, Chris, David, Jay, Ken, Sunday, and Zeke netting each of them an extra five points as well. And so as the dust settles this episode, Scott, the motor moron tribe pulled in 40 points. um, A good showing from Ken, however, only receiving five points from Hannah and Jess, since they were on the wrong side of the split vote. Um, Adam, the Adam Apple squares tribe pulled in 45. Taylor was voted out, did win it reward though. And the Avocad Toast tribe pulled in a <laughs> whopping 50 points after a strong showing from Jay um, among others. And so the current tally is in third place. Scott, the Motor Moron tribe with 400 points. Closing the gap is the Avocad Toast tribe with 490 and still in first place by 50 <laughs> points with 540 total points is Adams Apple Squares. Um, yeah, Emily, you've started to close the gap here. Now you've got a one tribe member advantage over Adam's tribe. Do you think that you have the chance to fully close the gap?
2: Um, I never want to get my hopes up (laughs)
4: because
2: it always ends in disappointment, but this is looking promising. I was actually thinking when you were talking about, to adam about who could win mm-hmm. all of my favorite uh picks for winners are on scott's team so i'm kind of interesting hoping scott who would just, that like, be flies ahead
1: actually yeah. I hope you're right yeah. i don't i actually don't disagree with emily
0: saying I don't, that <laughs>
2: adam was like i don't think i have the winner and i'm like i don't think i have the winner and i looked at scott's team I was like i love all of his players
0: <laughs> scott has ken hannah zeke and players. jess
2: yeah, Ken, Hannah, Zeke, and Jess.
0: Yeah, that's
1: Scott's. Scott's team got rid of the fat pretty quickly.
2: It's just, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just a lot of
1: really solid players up there. Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: Emily, yeah. of your, I thought I had a good week. You did it first,
5: right? No, yeah. I, I... Uh, maybe not actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you... thought like, but then I continued to like the gap keeps growing.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem okay. with your
5: tribe, um, <laughs> Scott, is
0: that they're solid, but they're not pulling any like big flashy individual episodes. Yeah,
5: right. Yeah. We're just kind of hanging out.
0: Emily, of which your four, which do you think has the best chance of winning? Oof. Sunday, Jay, Will, or Brett?
2: Um, probably Will. He works hard. Yeah. He seems like a smart player. He's
0: in high school. Do you know that? No way. Yeah. Can he drink alcohol? He can't is the thing.
2: Huh. But can he drink soda? Soda's okay. Oh, good.
0: No, no drinking <laughs> restriction on soda.
2: You know, Jeff better make that distinction. Yeah. I haven't heard him do it yet.
0: <laughs> I, I really believe that that moment in the episode when he's like, well, you know, you can't drink right. Was like something he said, not intending it for it to be on the show where he was just like, oh, shit, wait.
2: Oh, Will. yeah, like you can't be <laughs> get in
0: huge trouble if you that. drink beer right now. <laughs> you know, you can't drink, right? OK, cool. We're good. <laughs> Save it for Ponderosa, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, well, that about wraps things up. Anything else that you guys want to um, talk about here before we close things down for the
5: day?
1: uh there's one more thing that we should probably mention um th- i i don't know when this episode is going to air ultimately but cliff robinson died recently yeah um yeah yeah i don't remember he was in his 50s died of lymphoma i think is what they recently said mm-hmm. um fighting that battle but he was a member of wu-tang mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, wu-tang so just to memorialize him as a survivor player a little bit, yeah. Um, Uncle Cliffy, he uh, was a good player, honestly. Like, yeah, had a lot of fun with him. He seemed
2: like a really cool person. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I'm and sad to hear about that.
1: Yeah, it was really great to see like Wu play with him. Who mm-hmm. was because Wu was like a Trailblazers fan. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was it was cool to see that. Um, but just yeah, want to say you know we're we're our hearts are with that family and you know everyone who was touched by him and you know
4: yeah sad
0: to see him go yeah thanks for bringing that up yeah i saw that this week and that made me sad too yeah seems like a really cool guy um and even like in his personal life post nba and survivor has been like um an advocate for certain like causes that you know are like important to him and are like progressing the nation positively right and so yeah seems like a a really good, cool guy. It seems like, yeah, he's been battling a number of different health things over the last few years. Right. Like he had, I think, like a stroke a couple years ago, too. And so, oh, yeah, I think he's just been dealing oh. with a lot of health problems. So, yeah, sad, sad to see that news. And, yeah, I
3: agree with what with what you said.
0: Um, yeah. So next episode, we are going to move on To one of the biggest points of this season, it's a double episode. We've talked about um, how fast things are moving and there's still so many people left. Well, this is one of the ways that it's dealt with, is with a two-hour double episode. um, TBD on whether we'll make that one podcast episode or two, Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But in any case, you can expect at least one episode of episode 10 titled... Million Dollar Gamble, which features one of the most impactful moments of this season. Get ready, folks. I hope you're ready for it. Uh, Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss that episode or any more coming up. Listener support is also active now for Outwatch. If you want to throw us a few bucks monthly, that would go a long way in helping us continue to produce this show. Um, and maybe even paying for an ad-free version of CBS All Access. That's really the dream.
2: Please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you guys get the eHarmony ads? I need it. Actually, no. That's we on that. Hulu. No, I was yeah, saying. I don't no. think we get that one. We got a
2: new one, but it was for like home insurance or something boring. I'll
0: have to tell you about the eHarmony ads off off Pod because it's wild. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, thanks for listening. Next time on Outwatch is that uh, previously mentioned Million Dollar Gamble episode. It's a big one. You won't want to miss it, and we'll see you then.